You've seen their TV shows. You've watched their webcasts. Now, the boys invite you to Poker in the Ears. Hello, my babies, and welcome to Poker in the Ears. I'm Uncle Daddy Joe Stapleton. He is my work wife, James Hardigan. Here we go with two in a row, Joey. Yeah, we are back for the second show. Two whole shows in a row before we take another break. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mini break. It's only a fortnight. It's not like the eight-week hiatus we took over the summer. Okay. A fortnight. Oh, it's a fortnight. It's not a PUBG. It's a fortnight. Coming up on today's show. Spelt differently. It's, it's our Barcelona preview show, which means we'll be welcoming to the show our special guest and Barcelona expert, Finton Hand. Well, just to be clear, we invited him on because he's part of the commentary team. I don't know how much Finton actually knows about the city of Barcelona. Yes, but, okay, so you guys, the plan is, remember how we really messed with Finton over the whole when the dust settles thing, we made up the movie, we gaslit him into thinking oh it was God. real. Are we going to double down? I'm going to do that today with the Barcelona quiz. Oh, We're going to ask Finton. Such a cruel man. We're going to ask him trivia questions about Barcelona, and then we're going to lie to him about what the real answers are. And it's going to be, hopefully, fingers crossed, hilarious. Okay. Uh, we're also going to ask about his summer, uh, if he's seen any good movies. Yeah, right. Uh, our Finton, Finton and Sprague, you're giving away a Platinum Pass, They've too, right? given it away already. They ran their, uh, their Platinum Adventure, and I believe it was Chris Martin, not that one, who won the Platinum Pass for watching right. those guys' Twitch stream. Great. So maybe he's got a funny anecdote about that. Uh, as far as Barcelona is concerned, though, we're going to have streaming. We're yes. going to have free rolls. We have a platinum pass for your ass. Uh, yeah, all that and Finton coming up later. Uh, now that there's some social media to cover, we'll go through some of your tweets and responses to last week's show. The good news is you've spoken. We're changing nothing. <laughs> we're still bubblegum. There was some constructive criticism or a little bit of feedback of things we could do, which we'll go through later on. Okay, fine. And finally, this week's super fan. I am pretty excited because Michael Constantine has been one of these guys who's just been a super fan uh, from Jump Street. He's been a fan for a very long time. I was a little annoyed to have to watch Everest. Uh, it was two hours and uh, eight minutes long. But uh, hey, this guy, this guy's earned it. He's been around for a while. So now, Joey, it's been well documented on this show that I'm a movie lover who hates going to the cinema. I've actually been to the cinema twice in the space of seven days. Last week, we talked about Mission Impossible Fallout. This weekend, I went to see Incredibles 2 at the cinema, which I thoroughly enjoyed. But the most exciting thing for me to watch in the last seven days, and I've tweeted about it a lot. I've spoken about it on this podcast before, is the Netflix series Last Chance You. I love introducing people to this show, whether it's uh, fans, listeners to the podcast i had a direct message from nick wellthall last night he'd never even heard of the show until he saw, until he saw my tweet and he is absolutely hooked his sign off was goodbye sleep because he's just going to binge watch all three seasons it is a marvelous show and i encourage everyone to watch it sports right it's not about sport it's about people uh, all right. I don't know. Why is it Nick's one of those people though that like when you get the seal of approval from Nick, you're like, yeah, I have good taste. Yeah, exactly. Right. It you feel validated. Um, yeah. The other show I've been watching, and it's a bit of a guilty pleasure for me. I'm up to date on season three of Preacher, and it's a show which I really, really like, but kind of hate myself for because I'm not convinced it's that good. Yeah, so I started season three of Preacher this week, too. I watched the first two or three episodes, and it's kind of become one of those shows that I don't completely give my full attention to anymore. Like, if I want to play, like, Hearthstone or, like, check my texts or something, I don't, like, have my full. And so I I'm kind of with you on that. I it also just, like, m most TV shows, it just it moves too slowly. Like, yeah. it's it looks beautiful, and, like, the, the scenes that they do do are cool, but, like, also, given that it's like really violent, um, I, I wish there was like a more story to violence ratio. Um, I uh, so I've been watching Preacher a little bit. I haven't finished that yet, but I watched all of the season one of Succession. Yeah, everyone's raving about this, and I think in the UK, anyone who's got Sky Atlantic can like download the entire series, and so it's it's on my list of shows to watch. Yeah, and uh, I just want to go out there and join in uh, everyone else who's upset with Movie Pass. Um, I, you know, movie passes this thing we have in the States where like, you know, it was like, see unlimited movies for $10 a month. And everyone's like, what, this can't possibly work. And then it, it didn't possibly work. 
And so they're constantly tr- they're constantly changing things. By the way, I think one of the owners of Movie Pass is Randall Emmett, who is one of the producers on Everest, who, as you know, plays a lot of poker. Anyway, they've been like doing all this stuff to make you jump through hoops to make it so it's harder to use it. And of like the seven times I've attempted to use it, it's only worked twice. Oh my! And God. their latest thing was this week um, that they just listed the time of the movie wrong in their app. So like I went, to, I was like one t- one ticket for mile twenty two, please. Another Randall Emmett production. Um, I, they were like, oh yeah, no, the movie pass is wrong. It started twenty minutes ago, and I'm just like, man, they're willing to do anything at this point just to make sure no one can fucking use their app. Anyway. So yeah, I didn't see mile twenty two. I saw the spy who dumped me, and I decided I'm not gonna like say bad things about any movies anymore, just in case you know. Okay, so basically, to haunt me. if you say and and then there's in a pregnant pause, that's your way of saying I don't want to criticize a film. Got it. Noted. Um, on the subject of movies, very quickly, because yeah. I know you have another story to tell. Um, one of our team. JB, one of our edit assistants, discovered the existence of a film from 2001 called Holiday in the Sun. Are you aware of this motion picture? I don't think I am. Okay, now it sounds like I'm setting up another When the Dust Settles, right? This is a real film. You can check it. It is genuine on IMDb. It's with the Olsen twins, uh, Mary Jane or Mary Kate and Ashley, whatever their names are. And this movie was funded by the Atlantis Resort and Casino on Paradise Island in the Bahamas. Oh this man, I think I've heard of this. Is an extended commercial for Atlantis. Now I have not watched the whole film yet. I do have a dodgy copy of it, but I've watched one short scene where the twins and their mother and stepfather go on the water slides. And it's the one that goes like through the tube, through the shark area. And this montage is dad goes down the water slide. Mum goes down the water slide. Twin one goes down the water slide. Twin two goes down the water slide. Hey, that was fun. Let's do it again. Dad goes down the water slide. Mum goes down the water slide. Twin one goes down the water slide. Twin two goes down the water slide. And it's like, we get it. Atlantis has water slides. Um, The problem with making this a movie Monday on a Thursday is that it's actually remarkably difficult to get hold of. But if you can get a copy, we should do a full review of this film because I think we'll have enormous fun. And because you and I know that hotel incredibly well, I'm sure that we will have a very different reaction to it than most people. We should take all of our skits from Atlantis and repackage them as a (laughs) holiday in the sun too. Because we're probably in all the same locations, would be my guess. We'll be like, oh, that's what we did, the blah, blah, blah. And that's what we did, the da, da, da. And I'm going to say that's one of your coin flips. I'm going to say it's one of your classic races as to which might actually be more watchable. Um, so what's happened in your week? Oh, uh, well, I just, days? um, so you know how I've been having some, uh, some throat problems. Well, uh, one thing that my doctor looked into is that, is that I might have some allergies and it turns out, James, I am allergic to shrimp. Wow. Uh, my top three, like my three that like actual count as like legit allergies are shrimp, uh, wheat and sesame seeds. Uh, I'm like a type one. It's, you have to be like type four or type five to die from it. So hang on a second. If you're, if you're allergic to wheat, does that mean you have celiac? I don't know. I, you, I didn't ask that question. And is it I need different? To. Is it is it is it a, a stomach intolerance to wheat, or is it a different type of allergy? They to said wheat? they said that they found my body found like I had antibodies wow. to defend against uh, a wheat allergy. So uh, and then so those are my three that I like, and then I have a mild allergy also to obviously dairy, which I think everyone does, um, and beef. Like I no. have a slight. Uh, beef allergy. Is it easier for you to list the foods that you can still eat? Well, I can eat a basically I can eat any of them. He just said like part of what might be making you not feel so good all the time is that you're allergic to these things. So um, kind of weird. You know, you, you, you never you never think it'll happen to you, James. And then one day you come back positive, you test positive for a gluten allergy. You know, I just they told me I could live a normal life and that it'd be very hard to spread the allergy to other people. Unless I watch a lot of documentaries. They obviously don't know you that well. You're incapable of living a normal life. Um, (laughs) I don't think we actually have any proper poker news headlines to cover. So I'm not going to play 
the jingle this week. Uh, one follow-up to a conversation we had last week. We touched whoa, on... Whoa, 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 hold on a second. We've got the big news of the big game marathon on running up 247. Huh? That's, where's that in the poker news? That's not news. That's just a thing that happened. And me going into the chat over the weekend to engage the fans like a little drop-in from Stapes? Were you going in there to engage the fans, or were you going in there because you basically just wanted some adulation? This I was... had a girl. I had a girl over, and I was <laughs> like, "Oh, they're they're running. They just happen to be like running this website thing. It just has like my first TV show. These on shows it, so. which have been on the internet since 2010 are today on the internet. Yes, 2010 when she was in high school, she was very impressed. Um, that's not <laughs> news, and the only piece of news-ish that I have. It relates to the conversation we did have last week about the outages on PokerStars. We had the, uh, uh, the the DDoS attacks, which have hit a number of poker sites, and PokerStars was pretty badly affected for a few days. Uh, nice to see that as part of the reparations, and we talked about how they were going through it to make sure that people were refunded or, or paid money uh, from the point in the tournament where they got disconnected. And as a kind of sorry, as a kind of mea culpa, PokerStars is funding a series of free rolls which are going to be taking place um, in the run-up to WCOOP. And uh, these free rolls are worth a total of $650,000. Half a million of that is for .com, and the other 150000 is for the uh, France, Italy, and Spain sites. And people already got refunded, right? So this really is a free roll for them. It's not like a free roll for the money. Well, I mean, yes, they got refunded, but it's it it is a kind of it's a settlement, isn't it? Because you could have gone on to win the tournament. Right. You got you got okay. uh, you got a payout based on your stack at that point. But understandably, it's not quite the same thing. I'm looking at this from my perspective, which would be, oh my god, I got paid out and I didn't even cash yet. Uh, I would be super happy. But just to be clear, these free rolls are exclusive to players who were affected during those outages. And so if you were affected, you should have been emailed. Uh, if not, obviously, you can contact support if you feel that you've been left out or missed. But hopefully that kind of gives you a bit more of a warm, fuzzy feeling inside than maybe you had this time last week. Uh, one last thing I want to say before we get Finton Hand on the show and uh, talk about Barcelona Um in addition to having 72 hours of states streaming on Run It Up 24-7, <laughs> you can also check out highlights of the Monte Carlo live stream. We managed to package those together into like hour-long chunks in case you wanted to relive the experience, in case you missed any of our coverage from Monte Carlo, and maybe you don't necessarily want to watch the whole eight hours, for example, from day two. Uh, we put out some highlights of those live streams on our PokerStars YouTube channel, and that will get you in the mood for more live streaming coming up in less than a week's time. Woo! Nothing like a little sunshine. Got sand on your feet and a big bass line. Moving slow because we've got time. These sparkles out, party at mine. Well, with Barcelona just around the corner, let's bring in another member of the EPT commentary team joining us from the island of Malta, easy with aces himself, Mr. Finton Hand. Welcome back to Poker in the Ears, Finton. Thanks very much, lads. I can't believe that I'm going to be on the show twice. I'm not sure how I quite managed it, but I really appreciate being brought back. And apologies that Spraggy got to achieve that before you did. I'm not going to lie, he's been holding it over me ever since. He's pretending <laughs> that you guys have little WhatsApp groups without me, that you go on little dates and go hang out with each other at the events that I don't hear about. So it hurt a little bit, but it's fine. I'm getting over that's, it slowly. That's partially true. He occasionally will send me a really mean direct message on Instagram or Twitter. He's apparently trying to replace me on the stream with you. I heard that you were streaming some games together. He was calling you the most dynamic duo. I'm like, I'm not sure. This is, I'm not sure this is a good idea. I'm getting angry already. Okay, Vincent, you know, I tuned into that stream, right? And they were it was playing. Tragic. Well, the first 20 <laughs> minutes were Joe and Ben trying to work out how to operate a fucking PlayStation. It wasn't exactly <laughs> award-winning stuff. Uh, I mean, I watched it and looked like Joe was getting very much carried by Benj. He was the man out the front. Benj was doing all the shooting. You were just running around like a headless uh, chicken. It was I, pretty pathetic, to be I'm honest. I'm afraid I bailed at the point where one of their characters <laughs> got stuck in a shower for like 20 minutes. <laughs> it was funny for the first 10, and after that, I was like, yeah, I'm done. Um, Vincent, I feel we've kind of come full circle because it was this time last year that 
I guess you and Ben had just been signed by Stars. You just started hosting streams on a daily basis on the PokerStars Twitch channel. And you two guys came to Barcelona as these fresh-faced newbies. And now you're part of the furniture. Yeah, we absolutely shit our pants when we went into the commentary <laughs> booth for the first time. I'd never held a microphone. You just handed it to me and I was like, eh, eh, you see bet. What do you mean you've never held a microphone before? It's what you do on a bloody daily basis. I'd never you physically you guys held a microphone, no. You guys didn't seem that nervous. You, you, did, you did fine and uh, you've only gotten better. Thank you very much. I, I feel like you're also contractually obliged to say that, but I do appreciate it. Absolutely not. I'd rather say something funny. <laughs> Now, what's exciting for us is that Barcelona is the birthplace of the EPT, if you like. The first event was held there back in uh, 2004. And this will be the first EPT back in Barcelona, Joe, since the re-rebrand. Yeah, this, uh, did we do a Poker Stars? Uh, what was it called? I don't even remember the name. What was it called? The Championship League? Yes, what was we it? did. We did a Poker <laughs> Stars Championship in Barcelona last year that was won by hashtag Scarf Guy. That's right. Oh, Scarf Guy. Oh, man. Well, that's one reason to remember the championship version of the tour. But yeah, the e look, Barcelona, it was always the EPT. Yeah. And obviously, we'll grandfather Sebastian Sorensen in as an EPT winner. He won the main event in Barcelona, which I have every reason to believe is still going to be pretty busy. Barcelona, by the way, is already underway. Um, is it frustrating for you, Finton, to go to these places and be working rather than playing? Um, not really. I'm, I never traveled around playing too much live poker and I've genuinely for the last year been enjoying getting to learn how to do things in the commentary and I feel with streaming on the Twitch channel it kind of leads up to these events so as we're getting closer people get excited to like when does live broadcast start and then like getting to follow the journey from start to finish of the EPTs. I love it. I mean I've been like I've said numerous times anytime we've been together or done a piece like I've I always used to watch the EPT shows so to get to be part of them I think less people get to do that than play the events. Not to say that it's not like obviously great to play the events, but for me personally, given the way I've gone with Twitch and commentary, I, I love it. Yeah, and uh, Barcelona is an exciting one for sure. Um, we are only covering the main event in Barcelona, and I know there'll be some people disappointed that there's no super high roller final table, there's no side action, no special events, but it's going to be from August the 29th, which I believe is a Wednesday, through to Sunday the 2nd of September, five days from day two to day six, following the main event from the relatively early stages through to its conclusion when we crown another EPT winner. Cards up every day, starting at 12.30 local time. That's 12.30 Central European summer time. So that's 11.30 in the morning in the UK and very early if you're in the US or Canada. Um, I'm pleased that we are concluding on a Sunday because I feel that if we've got those last two days, the kind of penultimate day and the final day on the Saturday, Sunday, that's really good for viewership, Finton, because that's when people are going to have nothing else to do with their time but watch poker on the internet. I feel like a lot of people manage to sneak the day off work or watch in <laughs> yes. work when the final tables are on a Monday, but I'm sure a lot of bosses out there will be happy that you're not costing them any money this time. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Like, will we get a bigger <laughs> audience from people who are, like, free on a Sunday or a bigger audience from people who are time-stealing on a Wednesday? It's it's really a, an interesting sociological experiment. Traditionally, and if you look back at viewing figures over the years, I'm not going to bore people with numbers, but where an event concludes on a Saturday or a Sunday... Um, it, we generally get a much bigger audience. If it concludes midweek, the event kind of ends with a whimper rather than a bang. Um, but I've got high hopes for Barcelona. It's popular with players. It's popular with viewers. Um, obviously, the three of us are going to be on the mic. Spraggy's going to be part of the team. And also, the extra member of Team Pro Online to throw into the mix. He is playing the main event, but should he not make it beyond day 1A or 1B... Randy Lou Nananoko is going to be on the mic as well. So we'll have him for the whole time. Yeah, we're going to have him for almost the whole time, unless for some reason he gets on the wrong plane <laughs> and doesn't end up in Barcelona, which he's like an odds-on favorite to do. Well, I was going to say he'll he'll be traveling with Selena, so she'll be there to guide him. And then I realized, yeah. no, that's that's not really much much assistance. Or much the blinds help. leading the blinds. Yeah, so obviously we've got a good team together. I think it's important that there is a bunch of us because the days could run long, so we want to make sure that everyone gets enough rest. But, you know, really looking forward to streaming those five days from Wednesday the 29th. And we've got all the usual gubbins that I think the audience
audience are going to expect, as well as our Cards Up coverage of the feature table every day. There's going to be a free roll every day, and there is going to be a pre-Barcelona free roll as well. So how it's going to work during our streaming days is that at some point during the broadcast, we're going to give you very short notice and say, right, free roll, starting in 10 or 15 minutes, head to the lobby, it's called this, this is the password, get yourself in. You don't know when it's going to be, so make sure you're watching the stream to get the free roll. But for the free roll before our Barcelona streaming, this is our next $500 poker in the ears free roll, which is going to be taking place on Tuesday the 28th of August, the day before the stream starts. Now, Finton, what we've been doing with our free rolls recently is that with the names and the passwords, we've been doing them in honor of our podcast guest, and this week is no exception. This week's free roll is the handy Barcelona bonus. Get it? Okay, that was that was Stapleton. There's no way that you came up with that one. Um, I'll have you know that's 100% Hartigan. (laughs) I don't even get. I don't even get it. It's handy. Oh, oh, that's good. Just a year working together. We got the second name out of the way now. It's it's about time we took that step, and I feel like we're making progress in this relationship. <laughs> so the free roll is the handy Barcelona bonus, and this is where you know the password is all my work, Vincent. The password <laughs> is TreeBet. T-R-E-E-B-E-T. TreeBet <laughs> is the password for the handy Barcelona bonus. Tuesday the 28th of August, 2.45 p.m. Eastern, 7.45 p.m. UK, 10.45 p.m. Not 10.45 p.m., 8.45 p.m. Central Europe. The game won't appear in the lobby until 15 minutes before it starts. No late registration, only open to players in Europe and Canada. More exciting, arguably, than the free rolls we run are the Platinum Pass promotions that we run. Now, before we get on to what we're doing with the Platinum Passes in Barcelona, Finton, give us a recap of the Platinum Adventure that you and Spraggy ran on Twitch. Well, the plan was to make it as random as possible. So we gave out multiple different ways you could enter. There was Photoshop, there was impressions, there was a Fit Friday, there was a couple of wildcards. We ran it over the course of, I think it was eight weeks. And at the end of it, there'd be 72 players left and we would play down to a winner on Twitch. We uh, we just railed the whole tournament. It was on a Sunday, but given how much we'd put into it, we didn't really feature our schedule at all. We just solely focused on the tournament. And there was a lot of names going deep that... A lot of people would have been very happy to win. Ed K was one of them. I know it's a Jamie Staples mod helps with the PokerStars channel as well. Sure. And Jamie was just in the chat being like, Ed K must win. Got the chant going. But my oldest, one of my oldest mods managed to take it down, a guy called Chris Martin, who was he went deep in the Sunday Million Live. So you I might remember him, know him from Rosvedov for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think he was on the feature table at one point as well. And we had a lot of people in the chat saying, this guy's a bit of a, a Twitch superstar. The, the Twitch community definitely whoa, whoa, know whoa, whoa, this guy. Whoa, whoa. Let's, not, let's not big his head up too much here, right? He's, <laughs> he's all right. He's okay. He's an all right guy. But he took it down, got the 30K Platinum Pass. And I am I know it would have been great if it went to anyone. It was such a fun promotion. And, but the fact that it's like a strong member of the community, someone everybody knows, I'm super happy about it. And he's been given some WQ tickets by Pokestars. He's also getting sent out to run it up Reno to meet myself and Spraggy and the rest of the team. So I'm really looking forward to it. And obviously he gets a chance to play a 25K tournament and you know all expenses paid. So it's a chance for a lifetime for him. Fantastic. And of course, other Pokestars ambassadors have passes they're going to be giving away over the course of the next few weeks and months. And I love it when we're able to give away a Platinum Pass on the live stream. We've been doing it since the PCA. Uh, we had Toen Vonken, who was the winner of the free roll uh, in Monte Carlo. Toen, still, I believe, the oldest Platinum Pass winner we've had to date at 69 years young. That there guy is, was the best. He was great. There is going to be another Platinum Pass free roll on the final day of Ipsy Barcelona. And once again, we're going to be linking it to daily challenges on stars. So again, watch the stream and you'll get the details of the challenge you need to complete to get yourself into that free roll. And once again, we're going to be making it so the more challenges you complete, the bigger stack you have. And Vincent, I'm sure it won't surprise you to hear that when we spoke to Toen, he said, of course I did all the challenges because I wanted the biggest stack possible and the best possible chance. And it paid off. I'm not surprised at all. Have you? Have we any confirmation? I'm not sure that uh, our friend who pulled off the greatest bluff of all time at the last EPT, will he be at Barcelona? Because I know he told us all outside the hotel he'd be there. Has there been any confirmation there we guaranteed? Now, here's the problem, Fintan. Over the years, there have been many players who've had their 15 minutes of fame and have said, yeah, I'll see you at the next stop. 
and we never hear or see from them again. Don't break now, my heart. I don't want to say that Christian Giorgi won't be in Barcelona. I just don't know. Would love to see him there. Would love to see many of the stars of yesteryear turn up at this event. I always feel that if someone says we're gonna, they're going to make it to another stop, you've got a better chance at Barcelona than anywhere else on the 100%. tour. So let's yeah. keep our fingers crossed for that one. Um, this is why I don't I don't learn their names, James. I don't want to get too attached. If Georgi breaks my heart here, it's just another ghosting in a series of hundreds of ghostings I've endured oh. in my life. Can we get a small violin in the background? Can't afford okay. it. <laughs> uh, what we can afford, though, and uh, I don't want to lose any of our viewers, but there are going to be uh, localized streams for viewers in Germany, Spain, France, and Russia. So we're five languages strong. And Joe, I don't know where this impacts on you because I know sometimes you get dragged out of the booth to give platinum passes to players at the venue, but there are 10 platinum passes being awarded at Casino Barcelona during wow. the course of the European Poker Tour Festival. I knew this was going to happen, by the way. I knew we were going to get to like the latter half of this year and they're going to be like, holy shit, we have like 170 passes left to give away. What are we <laughs> going to do with them? And Barcelona is a great place if you're going to give away 10. Um, so I think that gives a pretty good overview of what's going to be happening during EPT Barcelona. We're all heading out there at the start of next week. Um, I need to ask the most important question of this interview. Finton, did you buy the Bose headphones? I did, actually, and they're unbelievable. You're, you weren't wrong. I decided, I, I did reply to you on Twitter, and I said, do I need to go black or do I need to go I silver? Know. And by the time I like... saw it, I was like, well, he's obviously already made his decision. Um, well, I went into the shop to get the black ones, and the, my housemate had actually bought the last pair. So I oh. ordered the black, one in, black ones in, and then I went back and ended up buying the silver ones anyway. I don't think the color really matters. It's the functionality. Practicality above aesthetics, they are amazing headphones. They're a bit too good for streaming, though. So when I listen, so obviously they, they, I can't hear my voice. No, I don't know if there's like you might be able to tell me if I can get like a software that will run my voice true, but yes. I can't hear my tone. And when I listen to myself back, it's like I'm completely tone deaf whilst I'm talking on the stream. So they're going to be amazing for traveling, amazing for using, but I'm not sure about using on the stream. See, you know what they're really great for? Leave it on fucking airplanes because I've done that with about two pairs of them and I can't afford it anymore. So now I have to buy fucking cheaper ones. There is stuff you can get um, like kit where you actually get yeah. the full mix in, in okay. your ears. So you're hearing yourself as well as everyone else. I, I don't think I'd be able to do this if I couldn't hear myself. Um, I can't hear myself. Really? It's, it's the yeah, best when I do this show. Work. Yeah. Oh my That's God. why I'm like constantly yelling because I I have to be extra loud to hear myself over the <laughs> over the actual headphones. Well, how does that excuse how you normally speak then? It doesn't. No. <laughs> um, so let's ask the second question. Have you seen any good movies recently? Do you know what I watched last week? And I've feel when like... the dust settles. Yeah, you nailed it. No, I watched <laughs> seven. So I'd never seen it. I'm not sure if you're a fan of it, but it's a very good movie and uh, was iconic at the time. Was just like a like a mind blowing movie. I don't know. It probably doesn't have the same effect with you. But yeah, uh, I'm going to say that 23 years later, a lot of other movies have, have copied that aesthetic and copied that kind of downbeat style. And I don't know whether the ending still has the impact it had well, all those years ago. My house, my housemate, uh, like I mentioned previously, is quite a big uh, movie fan, and my girlfriend had seen it before, so they're like getting super excited towards the end. And it's like Fight Club. I watched Fight Club not too long ago, and I hadn't seen Fight Club, and I'd never been spoiled by the ending. But I was just expecting more, given the excitement surrounding it, and I felt that the ending in this was somewhat predictable. So. I, I, I enjoyed moments of it for sure, I but think I, it, I wasn't blown away. It's the danger of when a movie has been put on a pedestal and you, your expectations get raised to unrealistic levels. I went to see Seven at the cinema knowing nothing about it. And I remember sitting in the cinema and there's like the pre-credit sequence where like Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt are partnered for the first time and they're investigating some routine shooting. And it's like, here we go, another cop movie with two mismatched detectives. And then the opening credits kick in with that with that is it the nine inch nails track i'm kind of like oh my god and then the film proper starts and i'm like this is absolutely awesome because it defied my expectations but now i think if you know anything about it or people have really ramped up you know, what you what you might think about it then it's difficult to have it's that. just it's just that there are many spoilers in every movie that's been made since then like with every movie that kind of you know i wouldn't even say ripped off but just sort of All was influenced or whatever yeah was influenced by that like the downer ending 
you know, you didn't have that a lot in the 90s when you went to the movies, you know, to have an ending like that. Everyone walked out of the theater like, holy shit, what the yeah. fuck? Like, that was a big deal. And now having a downer, horrific, beyond conscionable ending is like pretty much par for the course. So I can understand why you'd be like, yeah, OK, get it. I think I said it to Joe the last time. And he was like, you just need to get over not being satisfied by the ending of movies and enjoy them for what they are on the way. Because that's what I find with movies. I'm, if there's, in fairness, no, that had all the loose ends tied up. I will say that about that movie. It did, there was nothing left you know, unsatisfied. But I don't know. Maybe it's, I'm just not going to find movies I like. And I'm going to continue to disappoint the two of you. And this time next year, you'll be asking me about it again. I'll be like, I still haven't found one. It's the classic cliche that endings are hard. Um, let's talk about what else you've been up to this summer. Because you and Spraggy were pretty busy during the World Cup. Yeah, we've done the World Cup show, myself, Spraggy and Lex. We've done the bets with BetStars. Turns out that Spraggy knows absolutely nothing about football. <laughs> so when you see him on Twitter talking as if he Wait, knows... Wait, is it, isn't he a football coach? Yeah, yeah. I've, that, that team's in trouble this year. Like, I, like, I've been trying to support him. Actually, I can't do this. Listen, I was going to fire shots, but I know this is too close to his heart. This is the so, one. So yeah. I, so wait. I so he's a, it. I can't fire it. So he he got hired as a football uh, manager, like of a soccer team. He did indeed. Yeah, his local team. There is, I think, there's three teams, and he is the manager of the second team. And I know he holds it very dear to his heart, and he's taking it serious. So I was about to try and kick him. Not even while he's down, but just while he's not here. But I, I don't have the That's, heart. You're I, like negative free-rolling yourself because he would not do that Okay, for you. I need to He get, would definitely um, kick you. I need to get an understanding of this. Um, what level of football are we talking about? I mean, amateur league? Are we talking about like the base level, like the equivalent of like Division No, Premier five? League. He's managing Manchester United. <laughs> I feel it, the first team that he's associated with are five or six leagues outside of like the English tier system, which is maybe six leagues deep. So, you know, they, they could technically get into that league and be a you know professional team, but they're some way off it right now. Under his stewardship, how could that possibly not happen? Listen, what, what is this build-up Benjamin Day? I'm not, I didn't sign up for this. He's all right. He's a decent manager. I'm sure they'll do okay. Mid-table. <laughs> so how did your soccer bets go? You took shots at your co-host, but... Were you successful in predicting the outcome of World Cup matches? Um, I broke even on the bets, so not quite. You know, I'm 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 talking a big game here. And Whoa, I didn't hold on much. a second. <laughs> yeah, what does broke even mean? Because we've all said broke even lots of times in our life, and usually what we mean is we lost no, a little to a medium amount. No, no, no. I was I was up like forty eight dollars or something by the okay. end of it. It wasn't. Um, yeah, I don't know if you've seen the final, but there was one of the French goalkeeper kicked the ball against one of the players against him and it just went in and that, that cost me $900 on the final bet. So if I had won that one, we would have been dancing. But that's the classic story of someone who bets. It's like, oh, if there's just one goal had been a little bit different or if the team hadn't scored in the 97th minute, the own goal from inside their own half, I would have won my bet. But it's the classic yeah. story. We all hear it. We all say it. But um, I actually did break even on the bets. It was it was a lot of fun though. I really, really enjoyed doing the promotion with Bet Stars and I mean, it was one that I don't know. I know you guys aren't into football or soccer, as Joe would call it, but it was it was an amazing World Cup. I got into the World Cup. Football nearly came home, and I know you would have been celebrating, James. I I did say on Twitter that the thought of the soccer coming home did actually get me quite excited. I I did <laughs> I did I did start to really enjoy the World Cup towards the end. Uh, one last question, Finton, before Joe introduces the game that will end this segment of the podcast. Uh, how is the streaming going? How's it going personally on your channel and how's it going with Spraggy on the, on the Pokestars channel? Yeah, absolutely loving it. It's been a little bit um, less consistent throughout the summer just because a lot of people visit Malta. It's a holiday destination and when people visit, they just expect you to take time off. So I haven't been as consistent as I would like, but with WCube coming up just after Barcelona... I we'll thought be... you were going to say with so many people visiting Malta, the internet slows down <laughs> on the island. <laughs> and so you can't stream as much. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, no. Spraggy likes to t take the piss out of me for the Malta problems, but that's not actually one of them. Yeah, but with... Hang on, does, hang on. Go Doesn't on. he live in some backwater in southwest England? I don't really think he's in any position to mock. He lives on a farm. That is true. That is true. But no, his internet's a lot more sturdy than mine. He's, he, he likes to mock me about it. But yeah, WCube coming up. The two of us will be full steam ahead. We'll be streaming. Once we get back from Barcelona, it'll be every single day on the Stars channel and our own channel. So hopefully we can get a couple of deep runs going and like a few trophies. It'd be fun. Cool. So Joe, what have you got planned for Mr. Hand? 
So we're having you on as the Barcelona expert on our show. Uh, we know that you're not really a Barcelona expert, but I thought I would give you like a brief trivia quiz. It's called A Brief History of Barcelona. Every question has multiple choice answers. Are you ready? I'm ready just, to be embarrassed. Just to, learn, yes. just to learn a little bit more about Barcelona. Okay. All right, here we go. All I'm going to say is going one. into this, Fenton, we did play a similar quiz with Jamie Staples a couple of years ago called Ireland or Lyreland when we were in Dublin. Yeah, I heard that. I'm, you, I'm, I still haven't forgiven him for that. So. Well, okay, <laughs> my point being that, I mean, he shit the bed big time. You can't possibly, <laughs> possibly do any worse than that. And, you know, it, it's, it, your expectations, I'm saying, aren't high. I know, but I just know there's going to be a question that if I don't know it, it's going to be terrible, but I'll try my best. That's probably the way to go about it. Look, Jamie Staples not only did not know which ocean Ireland was in, he didn't know it was in an ocean. Okay, yeah, you can do you, you can do better than that. Here we go. Question number one. How did the city of Barcelona get its name? Is it a after Carthaginian general Hamilcar Barca? Is it B? La Barca is a boat and Spanish for boat and Barcelona is a port city or is it C its founder was Terence Barcelon a billionaire industrialist I'm gonna go with A unfortunately no it was uh, actually C Terence Barcelon James uh, he was a billionaire well was, at the time you know it was back in the 1500s so billionaires were could basically buy entire countries I mean that's obviously going to be billionaires of pesetas right so it's not exactly the same as having billions of pounds or dollars a, mo a modern day billionaire like translated uh, I, don't know. I feel like I've been hard done by here but anyway I'll take it go on question two the Sagrada Familia church was designed by which artist was it a Pablo Picasso B Julio Iglesias or C Anthony Gaudi I'm gonna go with C. I don't think it was Picasso, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, it was not. It was not. You're right. That it was not Picasso. But it's actually Julio Iglesias. Iglesias being Spanish for church. Man, that sounded like Enrique Iglesias, and you were just taking the piss out of me. That's why I couldn't go for that one. I'm just going <laughs> no, it's for, not Iglesias. It's not Iglesias. 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 I think your accent wasn't exactly right, and I'd like to pass okay, on sorry. that one. Question, question number three. Uh, which event was it that first interrupted the construction of the Sagrada Familia? And I think it it's a? been interrupted a lot of times. Am I right in thinking they still haven't finished this place? Yes, correct. They're sp it's supposed to be finished in like 2040 or something. Okay. Really? Uh, this they actually set an end date. The first interruption uh, was as a result of A, the Spanish Civil War, B, an outbreak of Spanish flu, or C, the Great Paella Famine. There's no way the great biofilm can be a thing. I just can't. Like, it's going to be that. I'm not going for that. Um, I'm going to go for the flu. Oh, go with your instincts, Vincent. Please go with your instincts. <laughs> Are you just doing me with the paella? I'm, I'm going. I'm going with. I, I'm. Oh, the way you're looking at me, I don't know. I, I want to go with B, but the way I assume it's C. So I'll go. I'll go. I'll go with C. Yes, he's C on the board. <laughs> you got it. Finally, he got one. So okay. everyone, every question is the least likely sounding answer. That's the way I've got to go down here, is it? Okay. Uh, I don't know if they're all like, okay, here, well, let's see how the next one goes. Question four, what was the mascot of the 1992 Olympics held in Barcelona? Was it Cuckoo, the Catalan Cuckoo? Was it Sergio, the Spanish fly? Or was it Pendejo, the Puma? Um, it feels like the Catalan can't be the representation of all of Spain. So I'm going to go with B. Oh, B was no. close. Actually, no, it's actually Pendejo the Puma. The Puma in Spain? Yep. <laughs> it doesn't have to I be. Think they have, do they? Have, I think they will jungle cats in or, Spain, don't they? I will point out to you, Finson, that the UK doesn't have some strange kind of like. It doesn't blobby. have a lion, does it? Well, no, no, but remember, no. The mascot of the Olympics in London wasn't the lion. It was that blobby oh. thing. Remember? True. True. Okay. Okay, I think that you can get this one. Uh, I don't like the way you're saying that because that's expectation and you told me there was none. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question five. A statue of which famous explorer can be found at the end of La Rambla? Is it Ponce de Leon, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, or is it Princesa Dora de Mela Marrera? Why do you think I can get this one? Like, what, what was about this question that you thought I would be able to get? Maybe you went sightseeing in Barcelona and went down the end of La Rambla and remember that statue of the famous explorer. I'm going to go with B. B is correct. Yes, it is <laughs> Princesa Dora de Mello Marrera. She's actually the real-life inspiration for Dora the Explorer. A lot of people don't know that. 
I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and hang myself here. I, I that was actually the option C. I think that you gave it to me. I, I didn't think it was her. I'll be honest. I'm gonna oh, be honest here. You said oh, her sorry. name last. I uh, believe. Yes. Oh, sorry about that. So basically, you're still one and about fifteen at this point. Uh, what one, one and one and four is it? We had five questions. Five. So, yeah. Five. So we're about to do question number six. Seven okay. total questions. Question number six: The Gothic Quarter in Barcelona gets its name from its design and architecture, its resemblance to Gotham City, its high concentration of fans for Marilyn Manson and similar bands. Oh come on! Like it cannot be C. Like, but it's, A is too obvious. I'm gonna go with C. C is correct. <laughs> well, it wasn't going to be yes. Gotham City, was it? I mean, that would be ridiculous. It went through this huge population boom in the 90s when that type of music was super famous and uh, it just sort of took know. over. James and I, we shot some stuff there a couple years ago. And you dressed as a as a, as a Manson fan, right? You had the t-shirt and the, I the makeup and everything? I had, I had makeup on. It took That's fucking amazing. days to get that makeup off. <laughs> uh, question number seven. Just two choices here, Fenton. Where did I get most of the information for this quiz? A, Wikipedia, B, I made it up, and James just backed all my fake answers. <laughs> I, I'm going to go with B, and James He is correct! <laughs> Every single answer we told you was a lie, Fenton, and in fact, several of them, you guessed the right one. Question one, it was named after the Carthaginian general Hamilcar, Bar Hamilcar Barca. Uh, you were correct about the Sagrada Familia. You were also correct <laughs> about, it was not Spanish flu, uh, and you would have been correct about the... Uh, a couple of them I didn't even give you the right answer as a choice. They were just all made-up answers. So you did pretty well, buddy. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, lads. I feel like I got off easy on that game. It could have been a lot. It could have been a lot worse. Luckily, I woke up late this morning and only had a few <laughs> minutes to try to scrabble something together. Uh, Finton, thank you very much for your time, and we will see you in a few days' time in Barcelona. Can't wait to see you, lads. Thank you very much. I am genuinely excited about Barcelona, Joe, but it, I'm always, I always approach Barcelona with a certain amount of trepidation because the event is so huge, because that stop of the tour has become so successful. It's really hard work for us, and I don't want to bitch and whine, but the broadcast days are longer sometimes than maybe we're used to, and it, sometimes it can be a bit of a slog, as much as I enjoy it. Right. And I'm right there with you, but mostly because like in general, like I'm pretty good about like being healthy and going to bed when we work these days. I wasn't always I'm pretty good. At, but in Barcelona, there's just there's just so many people and things and restaurants and nightclubs and lots of girls in bathing suits. And it's really difficult to go to bed sometimes in Barcelona. Plus the fact that, yes, the tournament is a little bit harder to deal with. Then the rest of them, James, there's clubs right outside the hotel. You don't like you just go downstairs and there's a club. I'm it's well hard. aware of that, Joey. We, we have we have <laughs> been in many of them. Um, while we're talking about tournaments, by the way, I touched on the next free roll we're running. Let's just do a quick recap of last week's Poker in the Ears free roll. Uh, thank you to Jamie McHugh, who got in touch. Hashtag Poker in the Ears on Twitter. Cheers for the free roll. It was great. Longtime fan of your EPT coverage. First time player. Here's to the rest of this year's free rolls. Currently binge listening. The Poker in the Ears back catalogue. Great stuff, guys. I don't know. If Jamie McHugh is Jamie T33 from the UK, but that player was the winner of the last free roll, pocketing ah. $125. 74 entries, a pretty small field in the last free roll. I would expect it to be bigger for the one we're running next Tuesday. Sad uh, story, sad ending there for Jamie, though, James. I don't know if you heard, he completely oversold for the free roll. And uh, <laughs> he's in a little bit of trouble now. <laughs> Now, we did ask last week for feedback, and I should point out that when we asked whether there's anything we should be doing different, that was before Daniel Negreanu came on and teased the fact that he's obviously about to launch a weekly podcast, which is obviously going to fill the void of the 2 Plus 2 PokerCast. So we probably shouldn't do anything different because we should continue occupying that niche in the market that we have been doing since 2015. But the consensus, I'd say most of the feedback we got from people is that 
They love us just the way we are. Uh, MBM, since you asked for the feedback, keep the podcast just the way it is. You balance poker news and entertainment really well. The TV movie talk and Joe's crazy stories are very often my favorite part of the show. One quick follow-up, MBN says, I wish James would sing the Poker in the Ears new song every episode. <gasps> and I disappointed you for the second week running. I apologize. Oh, man, dude, his one request, you specifically didn't, you made a point to point it out. Like, I'm not singing it this week. That is, that is brutal. But uh, yeah, thank you, everyone. Thanks. I didn't want to change the show anyway. We're not changing a thing. Uh, Scotty. Just want to say, Poker in the Ears is perfect just the way it is. There are plenty of no-nonsense pure poker podcasts out there. I enjoy Anti-Up Magazine and Poker News, for example. But Hartigan and Stapes are more accessible and carefree. Hashtag stay gold. Or as I like to put it, Joe, stay bronze. Bronze, yeah. No, we'll stay bronze. Paul Cunningham says, the reason I listen to any podcast, let alone poker casts, is because of Poker in the Ears. I now enjoy Anti-Up and Poker Central thanks to you guys. Hashtag don't ever change. Thanks, Paul. Okay, now the suggestions. Oh, wait, that's not it. No, we're good. We're moving on. I, I believe I said positive feedback only. Here are the suggestions. No, because I think we can address these positively, all right? Don't... All right, I'll allow it. Scott Adamson. I really enjoy the podcast. I don't want you guys to change a thing, except I wish the podcast were longer. And this is an interesting one, Joe, because this is a debate or a conversation that you and I have from time to time about how long should the show be. And I think there was a trend for a long, long time that podcasts were there to have no limit on their duration. And sometimes you could turn out a three and a half hour, four hour show because people can listen at their own pace. My take on it, and I do think this is a more modern trend when it comes towards audio podcasts, is A, people listen to a variety of shows and they don't necessarily have that luxury to invest all that time in just one podcast. Number two, people are time poor in general. They don't have time to do anything. You're competing for people's attention, whether it's Netflix, whether it's playing online, whether it's all their other activities and hobbies as well. And knowing that many of our listeners, as evidenced by the feedback we just read, are listening to other shows as well, I don't want to hog their time. And I do think the hour mark, hour 15, is probably the limit of what you can put up with, with what we deliver. All right, and I, I would probably t err on the side of uh, doing a longer show, but unfortunately, James is the guy that hits record. So you know, <laughs> and it doesn't matter how long I want the show to be. It's well, always going to be as long as James wants it to I'd, be. I think that also speaks to our time commitments as well and how much time we can actually spend speaking to each other on That's a Wednesday That's true, afternoon. too. I mean, I, I don't I don't have like four hours a week to, to do this, no. I've got, you know, allergies to deal with. Uh, David Nichols says, as yours is the only poker podcast I listen to, I'm a relative beginner at playing poker. I'd like a little bit of strategy during your show. Uh, love the show. Really entertaining every week. I put that in to keep Stapes happy. All right. So now we're going to tell you guys how to play ace-king suited from under the gun. Even the man himself, Daniel Dinegs Negranu, said it's really, really hard to do strategy on an audio show. I think the most you're ever going to get on the strategy front is when we do one of our hand histories where you or I, Joe, have played in a live event or we've managed to blag our way in some big online tourney and maybe we pick a particular hand that we can break down and do really rudimentary analysis of. But that's going to be few and far between, to be honest. Hey, look, maybe we'll be uh, streaming some online poker soon and maybe we'll have some hands to discuss from that. Uh, but when it comes to um, poker news, uh, Tuan says, guys, PokerStars is the absolute market leader. This ensures that you have the best people working for you. Hearing from the specialists briefly when a topic is addressed could be super interesting. You refer to WCOOP. Let's hear from one of the decision makers and ask why, what are the benefits of the changes they've made? What are the risks? Just five or 10 minutes. That would be super interesting and educational, in my opinion. I'm not averse to doing that, to be honest with you. If there, I, I think it might be quite interesting to get to know some of the people who work behind the scenes at Stars, what they do, the decisions they make, uh, the changes they implement. I think that is something that maybe we should invest, investigate because we give time to players, we give time to the big, big, the big names. Maybe we should showcase some of the, you know, behind the scenes heroes as well. You know, I. I think that's a good idea, and I, the only reason, like, I would have never, I wouldn't have suggested that before. I'm glad Tuan asked because yeah. I would think, like, sometimes it feels kind of lame, like grabbing a guy from like the cubicle next to you and be like, "Hey, want to be on my podcast?" Uh, I think that that doesn't always look good, right? It's like, oh, we couldn't get anyone else, so we're having like, you know, the the vice president of 
clickback options. I don't know, or whatever the fuck we're going to have on the show. And so, but yes, if you guys genuinely want to hear from those people, I find it interesting. I think it's interesting. I just wasn't sure you guys do. So, great. And FYI, Joey, I dream of having a cubicle. Uh, Last, (laughs) but by no means least, James Satchel. Finally caught up on poker in the ears. Does this qualify qualify me as a super fan? Answer, yes. His suggestion for a specialist subject, the movie Pearl Harbor. No. Do you no, know what? Won't do I, it. I, I'm going to back you, Joe. I won't allow it. I will not not endorse that movie. I will not torture our intern by forcing <laughs> him to watch that piece of shit movie. Uh, seriously, he had a chance, James, because you saw me re- reply to this immediately like, no. Oh, God, no, please. And if he had fired back with, oh, it's such a horrible awful piece of like schlocky B movie so bad it's good cinema I might have been like you know what fine but he doubled he down back yeah how can you hate Pearl Harbor it has to be my favorite film James Satchel ah! you must be leveling you must be leveling you must be trolling there is no way that Pearl Harbor can be anyone's favorite film okay I'm not gonna say bad things about movies starting now <laughs> Um, by the way, if you do want to pick Team America World Police as your specialist subject, which has an amazing song about the movie Pearl Harbor, I will happily allow that. And I will happily rewatch that movie because I probably haven't seen it in over 10 years. Which brings us perfectly, seamlessly, to this week's Superfan Contest. One of them loves the EPT, knows it inside out, and would do anything for the European Poker Tour. The other one is Joe Stapleton. It's Superfan versus Stapes. Yeah, it's a time on the show where we give one of our loyal listeners the chance to win a satellite ticket and some PokerStars goodie. And this week on the line, he's mighty fine. He probably enjoys a glass of wine. He's Mike Constantine. Hello, Mike. No, you got to end that with Mike Constantine. (laughs) No, no. You don't have to end with Constantine. I did not want to tilt our guest from the off. <laughs> so you just knew, you just know that it's Constantine. It's just like something people in England know. I'm pretty sure, Mike, that on previous episodes, when you've tweeted <clears throat> and we've read your tweets, that we may have mispronounced your name. You've pulled us up on it. And you were yep. very keen before today's podcast <laughs> to point out the phonetic spelling of your last name. Oh, yes. he told you ahead of time. Okay. Well, I've had 44 years of being called Constantine. Well, he's just a, you know, a pretty cool emperor, but, you know, no big well, deal. But he was Emperor Constantine. All right, you know what? This could go on for a while. Let's move on. Hey, James, Michael Constantine <laughs> sent me a photo yesterday of he and I from 2009, my first mm. ever trip to the United Kingdom. Wow. Yep. Wow. So you have been a, uh, a super fan for some time, Mike. Well, yeah. I mean, I hope people don't think I stalk Joseph. But, um, yeah, he was, he was just involved in stuff that I was interested in back then, like Poker Road Radio uh, and Two Jacks. Um, I can't remember. Did Two Jacks, was that at the same time as Poker Road Radio? Was it before or after? It, it was. Well, that was kind of our deal with those guys is that we wanted mm. to have our own podcast if we were going to do a poker podcast as well. Yeah, okay. And uh, yeah, I think it was the World was it the World Series of Poker Europe that had an event in London. It was, I, yeah. Yeah, I happened to be there at the time and then um I saw them I think you were recording an episode from there and then I managed to catch a photograph with you all. Wow. So you have been following poker, uh poker media and the career of Joe Stapleton for a considerable <laughs> amount of time. Yeah, quite a while. Yeah, I mean, my poker career originally started just going to local casinos um, and then moving on to playing a little bit online. And um, there's a large poker club in Nottingham, which I'm sure you're aware of, um, which which isn't too far from Sheffield. So I've been able to go down there a few times. But I am a very casual, fairly poor player. So I'm more interested in in the media side of things, you could say. So what is the what do you do with the rest of your time? I'm sure I knew this at some point, but let's tell let's tell this new audience about a little bit about you. Well, I'm um, yeah, well, I'm in Sheffield in the north of England and I run my own financial advice company. 
That's as exciting. Wait a second. Are you rich? I would have paid you even more attention over the years. <laughs> no, I'm not rich, but all my clients are rich. Oh, okay. Well, that's something. That's a that's a that's a great British way of putting it. <laughs> I'm going to say, Mike, that of all the super fans we have had on the show over yeah. 125 plus episodes, I reckon Joe could use you more than anyone else. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what you mean just to tell him to stop spending money? Is I that, mean, is that that's, mean, that's number one. And then, yeah. you know, after that, everything's gravy, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, stop spending money and just save the rest. Uh, Mike, I'm sure that you heard last week's podcast. You obviously chose mm. the movie Everest as your yep. specialist subject. And we'll get on to why in just a moment. Having heard last week's quiz, <laughs> are you worried that your knowledge is going to be tested to the max? Very. I'm worried about this Patrick chap that you've got working for you now. Yeah. Well, I can tell you um, that this week, Patrick is watching through the glass. He is listening to our every word. I was a little <laughs> bit worried, by the way, after last week's show, when Joe fired our brand new intern on air. I was mildly concerned, not knowing Patrick's sensibilities, if you might be mildly offended. Patrick actually wrote me an email, which I will read to you. I thought the podcast was really funny, and I don't mind being ripped by Jamie Staples or whatever his name is. <laughs> Patrick, we like you. We like you a lot. Um, I think these questions may have been toned down a bit, but Everest the movie, tell us why you chose it. Um, It's an unusual choice to be a favourite film, Um, but my my interests have always been about walking and trekking and going outside. I have seen a huge amount of climbing films, and they are generally dreadful. Um, Why the fuck couldn't we have watched that one with Stallone? Yeah, I can't even... Yes, yeah, it's, it's dreadful. And Vertical Limit, that's another awful one. K2 with Michael Bain is one of the worst films I've ever seen. Um, and when Everest came along, and it's a true story, I'm a bit of a sucker for a true story. So uh, it covers all my bases in terms of interest. Um, and I just love it. And it's about normal people trying to achieve incredible things. I ha- um, have to confess, Mike, I haven't seen the film. It slipped under my radar. From what yeah. you said just now, it makes me want to see it. But, Joe, let's get your review. Well, honestly, the way Mike just described it is really sweet, and I can see that aspect of it, and it's kind of cool. But seriously, fuck these people. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck these people who, like, put their lives at risk. Like, I'm, yeah. am I the only – like, I do not feel bad for a single one of them that died. Like, I really don't. Like – yeah. It's so I, it's such a weird thing that they're like putting all these people's lives at risk so they can fucking walk up a mountain. That, the climate that is a big thing about the climate fraternity because obviously a lot of people are married, they have families, um, and it can be viewed as an incredibly selfish hobby. Yes, uh, yeah, and that's how I kind of felt watching it. And not only do I not understand the people that want to go do it, I don't understand wanting to make a movie about it. Like they still had it go like fucking shoot shit in the cold for like weeks and months probably yeah no thank you yeah i mean but like I say everybody's a sucker for a true story aren't they um there are 10 questions on the 2015 motion picture everest multiple choice options okay. available for every question but obviously yeah. if you can nail it without the options you get two points rather than one point mike you know how it works give me a number yeah. between one and ten please just a quick question is it chronological like it was last week uh there are no time codes i think it might be more kind of general knowledge about the film right okay let's go uh, let's go number seven then always coming seven let's start you off with a year-based question the film as i mentioned came out in 2015 but what year is it set in oh that's an easy one 1996 for two points joe that that one i would have gotten let's see well let's see if you can pick an easy one as well then what did michael pick seven okay so i can't pick seven that is correct (laughs) all right every other number between one and ten you can have anything but it is a one and ten but no seven okay here we go ha 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 eight question number eight in which year was mount everest first climbed 1908 (laughs) incorrect and mike you can steal because the options haven't gone well that was by sir edmund hillary in 1953 correct for two points and it's 4-0 after the first round. Uh, Mike, where would you like to go on the board? Uh, let's go number one. Number one. Which two professions does Dougie say he is when he first meets Beck on the bus? 
That will be a carpenter and a mailman. For two points, it's now I six. I knew that one too, god damn it! Well, you're choosing badly. Choose better questions. Okay, question five. Question number five. Who is the first person in the film to reach the top of the mountain? First person in the film to reach the top of the mountain is... <laughs> it is... Uh, whoo, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Uh, Beck. Incorrect. And Mike, you can steal because the options haven't gone. That will be Anatoly Bukharev. Correct, for two oh, points. Totally. And totally. at the end of the second round, it's now 8-0. Mike, you're mm. running the board. You literally have scored every point available to both players. Uh, okay. Two, three, four, six, eight. Oh, wait, uh, are there choices this week? Yeah, there's multiple choice, isn't there? You finally, so you finally decided to add in the multiple choice options. Shoot, I didn't realize that. I probably should have what? gone for some of those. Have you played this before, Joe? But the, I do, I mean, I play this every week, but the multiple choices, that's a new thing, right? Uh, I am okay. not going to be trolled to this degree. <laughs> Question, I'll go for number two, please. Question number two. Okay, how many Oscar nominees star in this film? Oof, gosh. Come on, give us the options. The options this are... This is going to be four, five, six, or seven. No, it's slightly <laughs> different. One, three, five, or seven. I'll go five. It is five. For shits and giggles, how many can you name? Oh, well, there's Gillenhall. Yes. Uh, Kieran Knightley. Yep. Um, I want it. I want it when he stops. <sighs> Sam Worthington wasn't Jason. No. Scott okay. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If Joe, if I you can name the other three, I'll give you a point. Yeah. Go on. Jo Josh Brolin. Yep. John Hawks. Yep. Mm. And, uh, uh, oh, what's her name? The, uh, Peach, uh, shit. Uh, it's, uh, mm. the, uh, the show. It's Rob, Ron Robin Wright. Ro Robin Wright Penn. Yeah. No, it's Emily Watson. No. Emily Watson. Oh, Emily Watson. Mm, of course. So, where are we now? Uh, three, four, John six... Hawks, though, that's the impressive one. Come on. Still not getting a point, though. Three, four, six, nine, or ten, Joe? Nine, please. How old was the youngest person to reach the summit of Everest? Uh, I'm sorry, this is uh, this is in the movie Everest, or the, the film shoot Everest, or real-life Everest? In real life, in real life who, how old was the youngest person to reach the summit of Mount Everest? I will take the choices, please. Were they 11, 13, 15, or 17? I say 11. Incorrect. Uh, they were actually 13 years old. Uh, Mike, your question. What numbers we have left, sorry? Three, four, six, or 10? Go three, then. How old does Isuko say she is when they're climbing? I think she was because she died so she was 47 wow spot on for two points yeah. uh, you that one too god fucking damn it this is frustrating <laughs> it must be because the score right now is 12 nothing um, Joe try and get on the board 4, 6 or 10 don't take 10 4, Four. <laughs> what colour coat is Rob wearing throughout the whole climb Red. Correct, for two points. Yay, he's on the board. Mike, I'm going to give you question 10. Okay, go. How old was the oldest person to reach the summit of Mount Everest? Ever. Ever. Oh, definitely in their 80s. There are multiple choice options available. Yeah, go on then, I'll go multiple choice. 58, 64, 72, or 80? 80. Correct, for one point. Yes. And Joe, your final question is question number six. Who is the first person to spot the black cloud slash storm when Rob is at the summit? First person to spot the storm. Lopsang. No, it's not. Mike, do you really want to steal and make this more embarrassing than it already is? I think it was Guy Cotter. It was Guy, which means the final score is 15 <laughs> points to superfan Mike, two points to Joe Stapleton. 
Not close like last week's quiz. This was a complete shellacking. Congratulations, Mike. Uh, We're going to make sure that you get um, a WCOOP ticket or a WCOOP satellite ticket. We'll see what they've got available. And obviously, something impressive from our archives of PokerStars merch. Thank you very much for your support over the years. Thank you very much for coming on the show. And congratulations for showing off your impressive knowledge of the movie Everest (laughs) and of Mount Everest itself. (laughs) Thank you very much. I've really enjoyed it. Nice work, Mike. Good talking to you. And you, Joe. Take it easy. All right, guys. We are just about out of time for this week's show. Who do you guys Who do you guys want as a guest coming up? I could try to get John Sin. I could try to get Bonomo. I could try to get... Those are all good suggestions, me. and I do think that we should definitely try and get both those guys in future weeks. I think we'd be honored to have either of both of them as guests, but for the next podcast, which will be, I believe it's coming out on the 13th of September, so not the week after Barcelona, but the week after that, I think it should be someone Barcelona-related, because one of the winners or a player who's been on one of our featured tables, someone who had a deep run, uh, because it will be our kind of Barcelona recap show, so I think we kind of need to leave that spot open and see what happens in Barcelona. Johnson and Justin Bonomo are still going to be relevant in the next oh, yeah. two to three months. Oh, so yeah. I'm, I'm not really worried about it. There's not going to be another main event winner for a little while. No. Um, I should point out, while we're doing forward planning, the week after that, so that will be the show that comes out on the 20th of September, we're going to do another one of our Platinum Pass specials, and we're going to be speaking to a Canadian player who recently won a PSPC package, a lady by the name of Jennifer Carter, who happens to be the sister of Wonder Woman star Linda Carter. Really? Oh, like, that's so fake cool. fact. Wait, what? I made that up. Look, we have to make a rule on the show that no <laughs> fake facts about Linda Carter. Okay? okay, that's my one. Do not... Fuck with me about Linda Carter. Okay, but what is a hashtag fun fact is that Jennifer Carter, no relation to Linda Carter, will be on the podcast, and we are going to be having more platinum passes for people's asses. Excellent. Lots of fun stuff coming up in the next month or so. Uh, until uh, next time, guys, do not forget, please subscribe, like, comment, use the hashtag poker in the ears. Let me know what any other guests you might want to have on. Tell us uh, pos- hashtag positive feedback all the hashtag poker in the ears. <laughs> and make we are sure t- you're watching five days of live coverage from Barcelona, 29th of August to 2nd of September. One last plug. That's right. We are taking a break for that. Until next time, for James Hardigan, I am Joe Stapleton. Smell you later. <laughs>